Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. Hello, PolyM fam. Welcome back and Happy New Year. Happy 2021. I want to say all the crap is over with 2020, but it's not. Negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> we still have a lot ahead of us. We do. But we're making strides and everything's going better. Yes. I think every day is better. I mean, maybe that's just because we don't try to hold on to the negative stuff. We want to be better, be more, see the positive. I don't think every day is better. I think there are some days that are much worse. <laughs> true, true. Even I've had some days in bed where depression got the best of me. Yeah, it happens. But as long as we keep having those strides and improving, we will have the experience that 2020 has brought us so that we can build better on ourselves for 2021, 2031, 2051, <laughs> 25, <definitely>. 25. <laughs> I definitely think that we learned a lot about ourselves and what we can and can't handle and all all sorts of things in 2020 where we were put in situations that never would have been put in before. So we did learn a lot about yeah. ourselves. Yeah, I think so. What did you learn? weren't expecting that. <laughs> well, I've always been a super social butterfly type, right? And I would die without the social aspect. And while don't get me wrong, I struggled hard. That's where I, you know, get my energy from is from loved ones and people around me. And without being able to go to a bar for karaoke or go to an event and see some live music at the zoo. Without being able to do that, I definitely struggled, but I learned how to stand on my own two feet without needing the constant source of other people. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, what about you? What'd you learn? I learned I can binge watch an entire season of a show in one day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we just did that. Yeah, last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have learned through the course of 2020 that as much as I've done a lot of personal growth and, and still trying to be a better me than I was yesterday, I've got a lot of learning to do still. Yeah. And basically 2020 gave me a lot of free time to do reflection. Yeah. And while I do enjoy a lot of what I've seen, there's still a lot of me that I'm not really excited about and that I want to see get better and do better. It was because I was so involved in the parts of me that are growing and the parts of me that I am enjoying that I didn't take the time to look at the other parts that were not. So it gave you a chance to slow down and see those parts that usually get overshadowed. Definitely. Yeah. Makes sense. So we want to reflect, right? Look back at 2020 a little bit. What did we... I mean, we... do we? I mean, no. I'm ready to just put it behind us. But <laughs> what did we do in 2020? What's memorable? I, I definitely struggle. Like, I can't even remember what I did most days, right. let alone trying to reflect on a whole year of stuff. I think that it's like a broad stroke thing, right? It's tough to pick out some of the, the minutiae in the scope of this. Yeah. And 
So like over the summer, we couldn't go out and do a lot of things and socialize and, and gather in big groups. So we found spots on the river where we can get in our kayak and just paddle up and down the river, right? We did. And I'm such a water baby. We actually spent quite a lot of time in the water, more so than we realized at first glance back. Yeah. And, you know, not peopling. We'd wave at people from a far distance, but we'd be, yes, I just waved. Yeah, I saw that. In that person, <laughs> like the listeners can see me wave. <laughs> and it wasn't even like a, hey, how's it going? Or a Forrest Gump wave. It was, it was, it like, was like a like princess. A, yeah, you're, you're on a float. <laughs> Miss America pageant. Oh, no. And you're twisting your wrist. That was good. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> we waved at people from the kayaks on the river. I did it again. I know. That was weird. <laughs> um, and But it was fun. We looked at birds. We went further up the river than we had gone before. Mm-hmm. I balanced my core <laughs> yeah. without falling off the kayak better. Yeah. It was good. It was good. We also actually spent a lot of time trying to find ways to help people around us. We did. As... Shitty as the year was, we were pretty fortunate in a lot of ways. So we wanted to help people right, as whether, we could. Whether it was providing any kind of financial assistance we could, or we had some people in the poly circles in our area lost their home to a fire. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot of volunteer work to help them get back on track. We helped relocate people out of bad situations. Yep. And made a great friend out of one of them we did and we still talk like i I just wish them happy new year you know on the drunken night the other day dude i didn't wish anybody happy new year there's a meme on facebook too that was like if i didn't send you a happy new year text like deal with it or something (laughs) i saw one said we're cool i'm just lazy yeah which is pretty much accurate yeah i was so focused on doing our goals i didn't send any texts yeah but so we did that, and um, that was a big adventure. That was a big adventure because they stayed in our home for a while, yep. and then we all kind of had to quarantine together. But we made the best of it, mm-hmm. and they were up here for reasons needed out of their situation. We took them out of a situation, didn't know them, and then they were going to go back home, but hadn't seen much of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And this was like at the end of summertime, mm-hmm. still warm and beautiful outside. And man, we had been binge watching TV inside during the summer. We are like, right. wait, this is a great excuse to get out and go for some road trip drives, yeah. which are, you know, COVID safe. Right. And we got to show them lots of the area. And through that whole time, we just, we closed down. That was our bubble for yep. that time. And, we showed this friend of ours, this new friend of ours, all the things in the area that we love seeing. Yeah. Like if you have never been to the greater Portland, Vancouver, Washington area, we went to up to Timberline Lodge. We drove up to the mountain up on Mount Hood. Yeah. Where they filmed all the outside stuff for The Shining. Yeah. We went out to a lot of waterfalls out by Multnomah Falls. Yeah. So we... Got to spend a lot of time in the car, and we got to see a lot of nature. Yep. I learned about TikTok. Oh. That was my introduction to TikTok. They showed you TikTok. They did. And now I rabbit hole like a motherfucker. You do. It's true. (laughs) I want to make some silly ones. Like the... That makes me laugh every time. We're rabbit holing now. (laughs) 
Yeah, so, okay, so we played on the river, soaked up some vitamin D. We helped some friends and some community members. We also did a lot of Zoom calls where we connected with some family who's out of town. We played some games over Zoom, or we tried to play, like Cards Against Humanity and stuff. It doesn't work so well. We usually rabbit Or we don't hole. work it so well. <laughs> we end up just talking to people. Well, and I think a lot of it is because, you know, when you are quarantining, the chance to actually socialize takes over any idea of having a fun game. Yeah, fuck this game. What have you been up to? Right. Oh, have you seen Shit's Creek too? Oh ah! no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. talk Moira. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> oh yeah, so Zoom. Yeah, we did a lot of Zoom. Well, a decent amount of Zoom. And I mean, that's how we ended New Year's. Yeah. We ended up doing a Zoom New Year's Eve party. That had some, we, <laughs> I pulled some Trivial Pursuit trivia cards, and I think I got a couple questions in. Did you get more than one question? I Maybe it was just one. I quit paying attention after the first one. Yeah. Then we went back to just socializing with people. Yeah. We even have a friend who is in the hospital right now uh, dealing with some internal bleeding. Totally not COVID related. Just some internal bleeding stuff. And not doing, he wasn't doing well, but he jumped on the Zoom call with us just to see people on his phone. Yeah, and we got to hang out with him. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Probably helped that New Year's. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've spent holidays in the hospital, and they are a great time, I will say. <laughs> like, staring at the TV or pushing the call button to get the nurse in there to talk to you for yeah. no good reason. We even made some new online friends. I know we've connected with a person who shares a lot of your interests. Mm -hmm. A horror story, uh, serial killer, murder, Halloween type person. Yeah, she's a good time. She's fun. She's fun. You kind of paint me out to be a weirdo just now. I think our listeners know. If they've, <laughs> if they've listened to any of our episodes, you are a bit of a weirdo. It's great. Right. Although the serial killer stuff is up my alley. so I'm up your alley. I think the other important thing that we did over this last year that kind of goes along with helping people in our community, you had a lot of mental health conversations with people. I, I did, actually. As I think I've been pretty open about in our previous episodes, I have bipolar and a couple other things. No big deal. And I work really hard to manage mine without medication. That's my personal choice. And I've said in the past that if medication helps you, take it. If that works for you, take it. But it was odd because I think that 2020 has done a lot to kind of shine a spotlight on what's seeping under the surface for a lot of people, whether it's anxiety or depression, or maybe people are just now realizing they, or, you know, have been just diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. And a couple of those people have gravitated in or out of our online circle or whatever or you know I family member or close friends that have just started to realize that they're having mental health issues and they're going to doctors and even some of them are getting diagnoses and they don't know what to do yeah so I was very fortunate to be able to connect with some of these people because of my openness and be able to help them work through some of their beginning stages of what's going on with them. Right. They're trying to understand their diagnosis or these new behaviors that have come up for them. Right. Even with me, you know, I'm bright and shiny, but I still have anxiety and some, mm -hmm. 
some moments of depression and I even squirrel the way my brain works. Uh, I can't finish projects, things like that. While I'm not diagnosed with anything, it's definitely come to the surface and you've been a great resource for me to lean on. But then strangers, new friends, like you said, family, lots of people who've heard you talk about your story, knew they could come to you, not for medical advice per se, but for life advice and living with this stuff. Right. And I usually predicate each conversation with, I am not a doctor. <laughs> I am not your doctor. You want medical help? Get medical help. I'm here to help with life stuff, like how to feel. And especially in the beginning, when you first get a diagnosis, you can be clinically told all sorts of things. Right. But you're having emotional reactions to this news. And these emotional reactions aren't just an instantaneous thing and you're over it. There's a lot of processing involved. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like those initial stages are going to be what sets up how you handle it in all of the future. If you're told, oh my God, it's scary and it's terrifying and you'll never get out alive, then I think that in general, there's going to be a lot of built up feelings that mirror those words. Yeah, that creates fear. It, it right. adds to that. So if if you are finding connection with someone that's like, oh, I've I've been through this and and I can handle it, and it's manageable, and I do pretty good, then that softens that blow a little bit. Yeah. And so I've been fortunate enough to be that person for some of the people that have been through this life. Yeah. That kind of leads me into one of the other struggles that I had was, if you've been following us for a while, either following me on social specifically or listening to our podcast, uh, you may have heard that I was approved for weight loss surgery. I've mentioned it before, and I was going through the process starting back in March. Yeah. Right when COVID stuff hit crazy and lockdown started to happen, I had to wait, I don't know, three, four months while everything was on lockdown. But once it picked back up, I went through eight weeks of classes, virtual classes. Yeah. I had to have phone conversations with nutritionists and mental health providers and went through all of this process, finally got to go in person and meet my surgeon, got approved for my surgery, everything is set. And then the lockdown happened again uh, a week before Thanksgiving and all the non-emergency surgeries got shut down to make sure they had staff and beds for COVID patients. Definitely. Totally understandable. I get it. But man, was I disappointed. And that caused a little bit of a depression spiral for me. And I did all this work and I saw the light at the end of the tunnel and it was just a part of the journey. And then that light got, it faded and went right. so far away. I couldn't see the end of the tunnel anymore. And man, I was struggling with it for sure, yeah, but I'm still sticking with it. I'm still at the lowest weight. Like I've lost a chunk of weight on my own and I'm still sitting around that lowest weight. So I'm just in a limbo pending waiting mode, waiting for the call or the email that surgery picks up again. Right. But that definitely affected my mental health this year. Well, and, and it was tough to watch you and then trying to figure out how to support you. Yeah. But you were a rock star through all of it. Like you, you did the classes like a champ. You were working through the workbook and you were, I mean, like you were so dedicated. I am so and, dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> and after getting that news, there was that short moment where, you know, like it's that news with the bipolar, like mm -hmm. you get this news and then 
you're like, geez, what do I do? What now? What? And right. then you, and you start having to try to process, and it took you a while to process that. And then you came out of it and you did amazing because you came out of it on top and you're like, you know what? I'm still going to keep on these goals and I'm still going to keep on this track because when it does open up, I'm going to be in line and I'm going to get it done. Yep. And you didn't say, well, fuck it. It's all done. I'm just going to quit. I may have had a meal or two where I was like, screw this. It was a processing <laughs> meal. <laughs> I gained a little, lost it all. It's fine. We're back on track. Yeah, but you've done amazing. Thanks. Yeah. So the other thing we did this summer, coming off of the heavy mental health discussion, yeah, we binge watched, and we mentioned it earlier. Oh yeah, we did find some excellent TV shows, and Schitt's Creek was one of them. Which is funny because it's like six years old or something, and we just stumbled across it. Yeah, a couple of years ago, a coworker of mine kept trying to get me to watch it. Yeah, because I'm openly polyamorous, mm -hmm. and. This coworker of mine did not agree with or understand my lifestyle at all. <laughs> Shocking. And he would constantly try to butt heads. But then he kept trying to get me to watch his show. And because he was always kind of antagonistic, I thought, well, he's probably just, you know, being a dick or whatever. Right. I'm not going to watch a stupid show. <laughs> uh, well, you know, time has come and gone, and so is he. And... During COVID, we found it, mm -hmm. and it was like, well, I don't know if I want to watch it, because he kept telling me to watch it. Let's just throw an episode or two on and see how it goes. Right. And next thing you know, we finished all the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best show ever. It was actually a pretty amazing show, and if I was still in contact with that coworker, I would definitely apologize <laughs> and tell him he was right. It was a good show. And I think looking back at it reflected in reflection is that... I think that the reason he didn't understand or care about my lifestyle is because obviously he didn't live it. He grew up very conservative Christian mm -hmm. and he's uh, older, older generation. And so his construct that he was raised to have, right. it didn't fit. And I think he and his wife watched the show and the more they watched it, because I'm sure they were like Eugene Levy fans mm -hmm. and Catherine O'Hara fans. And the more they watch it, they're like, wait a minute. This is all kind of the stuff that Joshua talks about at work. <laughs> David's doing what? <laughs> right. And I think that it might have helped create a gateway to open up for him to understanding other people. Yeah. So I kind of have an additional love for Schitt's Creek <laughs> because if it can teach someone like that, yeah. then that's all speculation. It might not have, but... So I know I definitely identify with David. Yes, there I can see that. There are pieces of him that I'm like, oh my God, that is totally how I would react. Or I would absolutely say that or whatever. Is there a character you Lick connect rust. with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorite lines on the whole show. Lick rust. There was another one. And Eat I glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love their relationship. Yeah, Alexis and David. Yeah, yeah. oh man, so funny. So who do you think you would connect with? Like, sexually? No! <laughs> I know that one. Oh. I feel like Alexis and Twyla together. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but who do you think you're most like? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't pick out I any character for you. I didn't feel like a me vibe in any of those characters. Yeah, I didn't either. In the beginning, what was that guy's name? It was like Dirt or Possum. <laughs> what was his name? Dirt or Possum? <laughs> the guy who lived in the barn. 
Yeah, it was the mayor's wife's son. Yeah, super hot lumberjack looking dude. Yeah, I don't at, remember. At first, I thought you were similar to him in some things. This like super sweet subdue, but also like manly man on the outside. Yeah. But his character was so here and gone yeah. that it ended up turning into nothing. You're yeah. definitely not Patrick. You're definitely no. not Alexis. <laughs> You're not David. No, I don't. I think I, if anyone, I'd probably most identify with Johnny Rose. Yeah. Because I tend to be unnecessarily awkward at times. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm always trying to work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I guess, you know, just make my eyebrows really big and give me a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I love Eugene Levy, by the way. Yes. Yeah, so that was really, really great. And after the Tiger King fiasco early in the year, yeah. this was a good laugh. It was. Uh, oh, the most recent one. Oh, the one where we bench-watched the entire third season all last night. Yeah. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, back yeah. to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, this is a great show. It's, uh, in case you haven't noticed or don't know who the Karate Kid was, it's a TV show based off the Karate Kid trilogy that uh, was... In the 80s, and yeah. I think the last one was, no, I think it was 88, I think it was all 89. 80s. Yeah. Anyway, so it followed Ralph Macchio's character, Danny LaRusso, mm -hmm. as he was learning how to life from his unexpected martial arts instructor. Right. And then the TV show. Mr. Miyagi. Yes. And then in, in the first movie, the big antagonist was the school bully, Johnny Lawrence, yep. who was the top student in the Cobra Kai dojo. <laughs> yeah, so the TV show then follows it almost from Johnny's point of view. Yeah. And his after high school life and how he looked back on high school and um, kind of follows him and his story. And right. I really like it. it. It really took the original movie... And brought the maturity of, you know, age with it. 20 years later, yeah. Easily. Was it 30 years? 30 years. It's like 35 yeah. years later. There are still a lot of points where you're like, that's kind of cheesy 80s stuff. <laughs> but the show itself, like after you get past the novelty of it, I mean, the novelty of it is great. But after you get past the novelty of it, it matures on its own and becomes another great storyline. And and another generation. Yeah. Because you're dealing with both Johnny Lawrence's kid and um, Danny LaRusso's kid. Yeah. And their martial arts journey. Right. Super fun. I, I really like the show. It's really blossomed into an amazing show. Even if there are times where you're like... Why aren't there any parents? And why didn't anyone call the cops because of that? Or, How did this fight go on for half an hour? Right. But it's still amazing, and, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah. So, yeah, we binged that third season yesterday. We did, and we kind of bounced back and forth between, you know, when it's we're in the Pacific Northwest. We're in crappy winter weather right now, so there's not much to do outside. Yeah. So between binge-watching shows... We're also checking out and reconnecting with video games again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that new one that just came out? Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah. I love this game. I don't care if it's glitchy as hell. I love it. Yeah. I used to play the cyberplunk. Cyberplunk. <laughs> <laughs> they go spelunking. It's cyberplunking <laughs> when you take a bunch of technology and throw it in a cave. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like fun. 
I used to play the cyberpunk role-playing game back in the 90s. Oh, okay. Back when people still opened books and rolled dice and stuff. Hey, I'd play D&D with dice. Yeah, I know. And it was an amazingly good time. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years ago, I heard that they were making a video game for it. And I was like, there's no way it's based off the same role-playing game. And it seems pretty legit. Like, they might have created a lot of their own universe stuff, but there's still so much tip of the hat to the original. Yeah. And I downloaded it. I've been excited to play it. I've played the hell out of it. And don't, like, it's raunchy. It's, oh, yeah, it's raunchy. You can pick your character's genitalia yep. at the character creation. Yep, you can decide pubic hair color. Yeah. It's it's pretty raunchy, and even in the game, like, what did you de- kind of describe it as, like a Grand Theft Auto on steroids or something? Yeah, I think I used crack. Yeah, it's it's a lot, for sure. Somebody was asking me, oh, our new friend, yeah. was asking me if it was okay for her six-year-old to play. Negative ghost. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, do- I downloaded it, I got in it, I'm still in the tutorial phase, so I haven't gotten out of the, like do this, now do that stuff, so I'm not as attached yet. Well, I mean, it's a mission-based game, so there's always going to be do this and do that. Yeah. And I don't think you're as emotionally attached to, like, cyberpunk mm-hmm. as I am, whereas I'm like, oh, did you see that tiny little thing in the background <laughs> that almost nobody noticed? That was the coolest shit ever. Right. And I definitely like the open sandboxy stuff. Like, I like my Sims and my Minecraft. Yeah. But I also, one of my favorite games, I love the, the Elder Scrolls stuff, and yeah. ESO is fun, but my favorite was Skyrim. I really liked shooting down the dragons and then taking their dragon breath. And then I liked building my my house and all these things. And sure, there's side quests and missions to go on, but I'm going to build my log cabin first. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like those kind of games. That's fair. I've also re-downloaded... Okay, so I have Diablo 3 on my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I've but, played that with you. Yeah, but I've recently re-downloaded on the computer. Mm-hmm. For the computer gamer experience, and my wife and I have been connecting a lot by playing Diablo 3. Yeah, and I can't play on a PC, so I'm not even going to attempt that party. That's all you guys. I loved it, and I, <laughs> I sometimes miss it. The PlayStation stuff makes it easier, but the computer, you can open chat boxes and have hotkeys and do extra things. I was going to say, I feel like you could always do more on a computer. You can, but that means you have to remember more. But back in some of the earlier parts of our marriage, really mostly the beginning of our marriage, we were, we were engaged for four years because I wanted to make sure I was doing the right thing. And then we get married and we were married for, you know, 20 years. But in the very beginning of that marriage, Diablo 2 was coming out and we went and bought an extra computer. And you mean extra in 20 copies. years, they only went from two to three? Oh, yeah. Blizzard's terrible. Holy crap. So anyway... We played Diablo 2 nonstop for like five years. Yeah. I mean, that might be an exaggeration, but probably not by much. Oh, so it's but super it was, nostalgic it is for you. Very nostalgic. Yeah. And, it, and it's fun. Nice. Yeah. Well, we mentioned that we did that Zoom New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day we woke up, and really this whole New Year's weekend, we have been working on goals. Yeah, which is really where we're going to focus our upcoming episodes. Yeah. Is, is working on ourselves and goals. I will say, waking up New Year's Day, I was a little surprised I did. <laughs> that 
me too. Me too. I may have got a little turn <laughs> on New Year's Eve. <laughs> a little bit. I think you did your own brand of crossfading. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. And it was hell to pay. Yeah. <laughs> We're not 20 anymore. <laughs> Well, I was on New Year's Eve. You thought you were. I definitely was. <laughs> but as soon as New Year's Day hit, I was back to being this age. <laughs> oh, your birthday's coming up, too. It is coming up, yeah. Let's see, this it is going to air. Be, this will be air. shortly after this airs. Yeah, a few days later, a few days from now. Yeah. Exciting! Well, I mean, like, it would be exciting if we could throw a party. Last year, we threw a great party. I know we did an episode talking about it, but it was a year All ago. All the oil wrestling? Yeah, we did oil yeah. wrestling. And so that's why I'm not really going to complain about this year, because last year was pretty epic. Yeah. <laughs> and even if, you know, we just eat cake, I'm cool. Cake by the ocean. No. Dang it. Ice cream and cake and cake. Ice cream and cake cake and cake. cake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so goals... Personal development, it's kind mm -hmm. of a, a theme for 2021. Yeah, we started really focusing on that in uh, the last couple of days. Yep. Okay, so speaking of our personal development yeah. and that journey, we've also decided to set up a typo phone for our listeners. For the show's personal for development. For the show's development. It's the Talk Your Poly Off phone, a.k.a. typo phone. It's a place that you guys can call in, leave us voicemails. If you want to tell us a story, tell us a happy poly moment, ask us a question, you can call in and leave the voicemail. Or if you're too shy for that or not comfortable with it, send us a text. So the phone number is 209-536-TYPO, which is 209-536-8976. Send us those questions. Send us those stories. Tell us if we've got permission to play your audio clip. And we'll we'll do some Q&A down the line. See what we've yeah, got. That'll be a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have an upcoming episode about our personal development, our personal development yeah. stuff. And, and then we're going to shoot from there. We've got some stuff down the pipe. For, that sounded really dirty. <laughs> Your gesture was like up the bum hole. <laughs> Got stuff down the pipe for personal development and personal growth. And, and we're going to go into... And why would we do that? Why would we have episodes for personal development and personal growth? Well, they're going to lead into a season of personal development because I think, and we've talked about this quite in depth in 2020. Yeah. In order for people to be successful in relationships, not even just polyamorous, but friendships monogamous, family relationships, anything, you really need to have a better understanding of not only who you are, but what are your boundaries and, you know, how do you keep your ego in check and how do you communicate better? And you need to do some of that personal development before we jump into all the relationship advice. Right. So it's kind of like, instead of just running into the pet store and grabbing the furriest, cutest thing you could ever have yes, and then running out and then trying to raise it, not knowing it's like that. You need to know if you're going to be capable of this. You need to know if your environment's ready for this. If you're ready for this, if you can handle long-term responsibilities, that sort of thing. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. We've got some ideas coming at you and uh, can't wait to meet you back here for some more. That's exciting. Yeah. So once again, that typo phone, 209-536-8976. Or 209-536-TYPO. <laughs> T 
T-Y-P-O. Yeah, that'd be bad to make a typo trying to type typo. <laughs> I don't even know how you could, could misspell typo. T-I-P-O. <gasps> Tippo? No, that's T-I-P-P-O. P-P? <laughs> well, I think we're done here. How are you feeling? Yeah, Happy New Year! A happy New Year. And we can't wait to talk more with you in depth throughout the year. Yep. See you next Tuesday. Bye, Polyam fam. Thank you for talking your poly off with Bella and Monsina. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page Polyamory Get Your Heart On. You can also find I Love Polly on Instagram and Twitter by searching I Love Polly Cares. If you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence, check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org. We would love to hear from you. That's right. And you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org. That's singular podcast, not plural. So until our next discussion, Polly and fam. Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And and love love without without limits. limits.